Welcome into sports tonight, Bailey Burmaster alongside Lee Smith. And we had lots and lots of drama in the NFL on Wednesday. So we're going to recap it on this beautiful Thursday. We were actually at the Falcons facility yesterday, but all of us were talking about what was happening in Chicago with the Bears. For anyone, oh, well, I kind of jumped ahead there. You did. I was going to say. You caught me. Okay. (laughs) That's a good tease. Oh, you're just so ready. I am so ready to talk about it. So we'll back up a second to more important news. Not more important, but something that's definitely worth noting. Something more local. Yes. Monday Night Football, if you watched, Nick Chubb went down with an injury. He's going to be out. It's reported that he might have to have multiple surgeries on that knee. Um And there was a lot of speculation, specifically on social media, that Minka Fitzpatrick was intentional with his tackle on Chubb to try and hurt him. Um, That was a lot of the speculation, but he actually spoke for the first time yesterday to Steelers media. And this is what he said. He emphasized that there was no ill will behind the play. He told Chubb after the play that it wasn't intentional. And then he said, quote, I'm a guy that is a competitor that's going to go out there and play the game. I'm chippy. I'm edgy, of course, but I'm not a dirty player. I'm not going to sit here and defend my character. I know the type of player I am. Chubb knows the type of player I am. I played against him for the past five years, two times a year. And I love competing against him. He brings out the best in me. And I bring out the best of him. No chance I would ever try and purposely injure somebody always. It was an unfortunate event. Where did you stand? Did you think it was intentional? Because people were saying by if you watched the replay, you could see him diving low at his legs. I think he was definitely diving low, but I don't think anyone ever intention intentionally like goes out there to like in somebody's year. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Nick Chubb is a stout dude, and if you hit him up top, you're not going to tackle him. Mm-mm. You have to go low. It just happens, unfortunately. This one tackle. This is. This is the end result. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. I mean, if you play against somebody, what, they said so 10 times at least? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I feel like at that point you kind of know each other. I mean, <laughs> so yeah. I don't know. It, it didn't look intentional. Um, at least, like, he did. it looked intentional He for going low, but I don't think he's obviously thinking he's going to hurt somebody's career. I think he's just trying to make a tackle. Correct. And I, I think also when it comes to big injuries, I mean, It's getting a lot of attention because of Nick Chubb and the type of person he is and the type of player he is. But also I think when it comes down to injuries that happen and people deciding whether someone's being dirty or not, I think a lot of the time we dissect the play too much. And a lot of the time you have to remember in the play of things, people are just trying to do their job. They're not necessarily thinking, oh, I need to hit them right here and grab them right here. It's usually just let me do the best I can. Correct. Correct. So I do think – It's good that he came out and said his piece. That's always what we're looking for. But I I don't think Chubb is someone who would have thought he was being dirty, and I think it kind of puts it all to bed. I mean, have you seen the man's tree trunk legs? Uh, I have. I covered him for two years. You can't go high on him. You are right about that. You are right about that. Okay. Since I can jump back. Let's get into it. This is messy. This is so messy. I don't even know where to begin. Okay, so. (laughs) Is it Leo messy? (laughs) Uh, No, I would say it's messier. Crickets? Yeah. So, long story short, Justin Fields spoke to Bears Media yesterday on Wednesday. And he was asked about just kind of early struggles and whatnot. And he gave a, a long 
thoughtful answer. But within that answer, he did use the words that, hold on, I want to find the quote. <laughs> um, I'm trying to find the exact quote. This is today's drama is the that coaches, they're unleashing. The quote. Yeah, it's all the coach's quote, but that's not what I want. Hold on. I'm not going to do this to Justin Fields. Okay. Coaching quote. I want to find this first. <laughs> it wasn't great. Okay. Man, the Bears had a day yesterday, didn't they? <laughs> so, they did. And this is such a long article that I'm trying to read it as I go apart. So he did say that his play has been robotic and did not feel like he was playing like himself. A reason for what Fields believes is causing him to overthink in games, according to the quarterback, is what he has been coached to do. So the quote here... You know, could be coaching, I think, Field said. At the end of the day, they are doing their job when when they are giving me what to look at. But at the end of the day, I can't be thinking about that when the game comes. I prepare myself throughout the week, and then when the game comes, it's time to play free at that point, thinking less and playing more. So here's how I view it, Lee. And we have Ellie in the house. She is our residence Bears fan. So we're going to bring her in to dissect all of this and give us her opinions because that's a good perspective to have because they've been through some turmoil in the last couple of years. (laughs) The the nice way to put it, right? Last 24 hours. So long story short, um, that was his quote. Kind of put it on coaching. I think the unique aspect for me is you never – you almost rarely hear a player straight up point out coaching <laughs> Yes. in any way, shape, or form. It didn't sound like he was being super malicious or really trying to finger point because yeah. I, I think that's a, a, there was more chunk to that as well. Um, but I think what caught everyone off guard is that, like, he said that. Yeah, and the thing is, you, you're only – you're around your coaches 24-7, essentially. I mean, like, you, every time you go to work, you're there. They're there. It's awkward now, I assume. I mean, yeah, I guess you you shouldn't really take it personally, even though like it it was to me that sounded extremely personal. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, like it's still a business. You got to go out and do your job, regardless of everything else. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of weird to to hear a guy come out and say like super candidly, like, "Yeah, it was on my coaches." Coaching. Well, so here's and you're like really. Did, did they take the snap? Did they make the read? Did they throw the ball? So here's the second part of all of this. So as media blows up that quote, you can tell there's things going on at Bears practice, and Fields wants to address reporters on Wednesday at his locker about his quotes being, quote, out of context. <laughs> so along with that, his next quotes from locker room is it's like you all are trying to split us up i'm not blaming anything on the coaches i'm never going to blame anything on the coaches i'm never going to blame anything on my teammates whatever happens in the game i will take all the blame i don't care if it's a dropped pass it should have been a a, been a pass put it on me whenever you hear anything come out of my mouth to where i would blame it on somebody else in this organization my teams never will you hear that i just want to clear that up just know i need to play better that's it point blank that's what it should have been in the first place which is great i understand he's trying okay. to walk things back but you've already done it you've correct said it. you did say <laughs> there's too much coaching going on and now you're in your head and you can't play as free come game day so you can't get mad when people 
run with that when it's something you're, you said. Now, I, th- I do think it's important to give the full quote. Yes, context does matter. Context does matter. But um, at the end of the day, you still said it. It came out of your mouth, and you said it in front of a – I. What, where, where were they at? Were they at? Was this like a uh, press com- uh, scheduled? So the first one was the daily conference? daily scheduled press conference, and then the locker. Okay, and then the locker. Yeah, Ellie, so, do you want to come up here now? I don't know. That's a tough position. To so put your coach Ellie in. is our resident Bears fans from the Chicago area. Here. here, are you going to give her yeah. give her yours? Okay, come on in. Hi. So, as uh, yeah. stated. My name is Ellie Parker. Uh, I am from the Chicago area. I'm a digital content producer here at Atlanta News First. And uh, first of all, Mom, Dad, I am going to send this to you later. Why did you do this to me? Why did you make me root for this team? This team is, is a disaster. Okay. First, I'm actually going to disagree with everything you said. Okay. Okay. This is what this show is for. Come on. I'm reminded of a quote from... An this is an incredibly obscure reference from the movie Recess Schools Out. Okay. Don't aim it. Just throw it. Justin Fields just needs to throw the football. He just needs to. He doesn't need to to overthink this. Don't overthink this. Well, I think he's just gotten in his head now. Yes. For sure. And also, keep in mind, he was a guy who was talking about running the football more than any other quarterback. Do you not remember this preseason? He was yes, talking I, about this. Yes. And so now it's like okay, you can't talk that much, and now you're not backing it up with play. Now, I do, I understand where he might be coming from when he's talking about his coaches being too much in his ear. There is a time where you just got to feel the game, play the game, and not get so in your head. But he's in his head now. But what are your specific feelings on the quote about coaching? Do you you believe it was a finger point or no? No, not at all. I think this was him explaining why he's in his own head. I don't think this was him pointing the finger at the coaches. I think this is completely overblown. And part of it is, I think this was completely overblown because all of the other drama on this team yesterday. Do you want to get into that? Okay, so, <laughs> Bears defensive coordinator... Our Bears reporter, Ellie, is here. <laughs> Bears defensive coordinator, Alan Williams, resigned yesterday citing uh, health reasons. Um, Focus on his mental health. The rumor mill, the NFL rumor mill, yep. uh, disagreed. We'll put it that way, uh, and claimed that there has there was an FBI raid on his home. Um, and initially, the rumor was also there was an FBI raid on Hallis Hall, Bears headquarters. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody knows what's actually going on. No, and other than other than Williams has resigned. Correct, and the Bears came out saying Hallis Hall was never raided, and a lot of these reports are not true and just rumors. But there does seem to be—I don't, Ellie—I'm under the impression where there is smoke, there is fire. Oh, I am under that impression so, as well. So there is something going on here that I think they are—I don't want to say covering up, but trying to keep away from the public, uh, and it's all very sketchy. So and they, to, to me, that. That the giveaway there is Matt Eberflus's press conference as mm-hmm. this is all happening. If it was actually mental health reasons, they he would be giving a message of support to his now former defensive coordinator. Yep. His response when asked, hey, is Alan Williams still the defensive coordinator of this team, was, I can't really say anything on that, which is not a response mm-hmm. you give when... You've got something to hide there. You, you, yep. you, that's a response you give when you're trying to deflect or trying to 
delay until you have more information. Yep. And and yeah, I I totally agree that there's smoke that where there's smoke there's fire. Do I believe the rumors that Peanut Tillman warned warned the front office beforehand that all of this was happening, or that or you know do I believe mm-hmm. the specifics about the charges? I the specifics about the part about the charges. There are very there's a very limited number of things that gets the FBI raiding your home. I won't speak to what we don't want to speculate. We don't want to speculate. We don't want to speculate. But it's not. It's good. not great. Yeah, it's usually very, very, very bad. And frankly, on the field, I don't think this is going to help that much because apparently Matt Eberflus had already taken over uh, defensive playing defensive play calling duties uh, during the disaster, you can call it a football game, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Well, this all parlays into my next question for you, Ellie. How are you feeling about this Chiefs matchup on Sunday at 425? So, (laughs) this, I did see a stat, I didn't confirm this for myself. Okay. Uh, This is the first matchup in NFL history where the, where playing a game between two quarterbacks with a minimum 25, 25 uh, wins and losses, where you have the where you have the quarterback with the highest winning active winning percentage versus the quarterback with the lowest. Patrick Mahomes and Justin Fields. I do not think you have to think too much about which is which. Correct. I want to believe in Justin Fields. When he was drafted, I was like, all right, we finally have a decent quarterback. I loved his tape at Ohio State. It just, I, I wanted to believe in the kid. Do you, are you no longer a believer? I, I want to so bad. There's a part of me that thinks he can still pull it out. That, that he is not, that he is There's not a lying. butt coming. There's a butt coming. But if you watch his play, he is a terrible passer. He is a terrible passer. And yes, you can run the football. You can make a run first, run first offense built around your quarterback. Uh, the Ravens have basically done that with Lamar Jackson. That's basically the template. Lamar also has a pretty good arm, yes, though, too. Yes, he also has a good arm and defense. The, that, also, but that's sort of I, my second point. To be is, to be fair, to be fair, I think there are worse quarterbacks in the league than Justin Fields. They are few and far between, in my opinion, at this point. I mean, I can name two off the top of my head. I would rather have Justin Fields than Desmond Ritter. <laughs> Sorry, Atlanta Falcons fan. Yeah, he's not. They're not two and zero because of Ritter. They are not two and zero because of Ritter. They are two and zero because of their defense. Yes, that is true. Deshaun Watson's been awful. Yes. I'd take Justin Fields over Sam Howell. I would take him over. I'm trying to look at some of these names on here. Who's the Cardinals quarterback? Josh Dobbs? Uh, I don't know. Josh, Josh Dobbs. Dobbs can be solid occasionally. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Josh Dobbs is, frankly, another quarterback where he can be much better than he is. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I think I'd put Justin Fields, like, right around there. Like, only five, four or five quarterbacks that he's above in this league. Um so, Sad. yeah, once again, Mom and Dad, why did you do this to me? You, we will why have to blame them. Why did you raise me? For, I am 26 years old. Why? 
I have spent 26 years fretting over this team. We just have the Devin Hester kickoff. Why? <laughs> Ellie, I appreciate you for coming on here and airing out your grievances with us with the, for the Bears community because it's well needed because I don't think you are alone. I, so I you. assure you I am not. We will have to bring you back up here more often, give you some more some time to air out the dirty laundry of the Bears. If you say so. Lee? <laughs> Lee, come, step back in. Step back in. Come up here. Okay, moving on. Uh, after, I don't know how it's we move on to that. Nothing, to follow I follow them. that. Yeah, hard act to follow. Um, <laughs> Jeff Akuda making his return to Detroit with the Falcons. He's He uh, had an interesting trade exit there, uh, just between the torn Achilles, his time in Detroit, maybe a little bit of a bitter ending from Detroit coming to Atlanta. Started training camp, had a foot injury, finally healthy, practiced for fully for the first time on Wednesday. Will he play Sunday? We still do not know, but he did speak to media about his possible return to Detroit. What was something he said, Lee, to you that you felt like stuck out, uh, or maybe just his demeanor or anything from when we got to talk to him yesterday? Well, this is has nothing to do with what he was talking about. Um, but he, well, he did say this. He said it's not nearly as dark as people actually think it is in, in Ford Fields. <laughs> well, because okay, okay, we got to give context here. We have to give context here. Oh my god! So. Jerry Gray was asked about what he's been telling players about Detroit and Ford Field. And one of the first things he referenced besides the team and their play was that the lighting's really weird in the Ford Field, like, dome arena. Um, so he's been telling his players to, like, it can kind of be doom and gloomy there. So we started asking players about it, and Jesse Bates kind of had a smirk on his face when we asked him, Lee, and was like, yeah, it's been a dark few years in general there, but they're a much better team now. <laughs> like, kind of making a yeah. joke about it. And it was funny. It was funny. Um, very very tasteful and lighthearted. But then we, I, I asked Jeff Akuda about it, and he was like, I got thrown off by dark. What do you mean by dark? And I think he meant I was trying to say, like, dark times in Detroit. But I really just meant, like, the lighting. And so I told Literally him that. dark. And he's like, oh, I don't <laughs> yeah. know about that. Yeah. Like, I never experienced that. So it was very – it was it was kind of a funny note. That was funny. Um, to me, it kind of seemed like he felt like it is what it is. He's in Atlanta now. Yeah, yeah. But I also do feel like he was biting his tongue a little bit um, in a sense of just – not I mean, trying to say too much. I mean, he didn't. I mean, I didn't feel like there was any animosity, but of course, no one's going to come out like yeah. you know on a Wednesday before they play on Sunday and say, "Oh, I hate this other team." And because he blah, was blah, traded blah. before he no. even knew that the Falcons were going to play Detroit in Detroit. Right. I actually um, thought the most interesting thing he said because. Jerry Gray has spent time with the Packers and other teams, and everyone raves about the type of coach he is. Yeah, and so yeah. I asked him the difference in Jerry Gray in practice and game day, because Gray has referenced that he's a totally different coach on game day. Yeah. And Jeff kind of lit up and was like, I'll tell you what, something I've noticed, and it's crazy to you say this, but he, he knows what's yeah. happening. He will call the play yeah. of what the offense is going to do before it happens, yeah. and it blows his mind that he can see the game that well and I thought that was really really interesting I mean to me as an outsider obviously it makes sense that a defensive coordinator should be able to call the offensive plays um neither here nor there but um no uh Jeff seemed like a I mean he honestly seems like a consummate professional I mean Mm -hmm. like he's not too high he's not too low 
He understands that he went through a lot of stuff over in Detroit, didn't necessarily end up the way he thought it might have. Um, but, you know, that's a lot of Lions players through the years, like a yep. ton. It very rarely does it. I mean, even Megatron didn't go out the way he wanted to, Mm-mm. you know. Um, so outside of maybe Barry Sanders, that's about it. Yeah, for <laughs> but, sure. Um, yeah. It would be cool. I hope he goes out, and I hope he has I a game. I hope he actually though. plays. I'd like to see what he's got. I hope he, like play, hope he actually has a game. Yeah. Um, looking at the um, injury report, he was full participation today, so trending in the right direction. Definitely in the right direction. Georgia State has a huge matchup tonight against Coastal Carolina. Lee, you spent some time with them this week, and they are starting 3-0 for the first time ever in school history. Yep, and they've got a big one, uh, like you said, against Coastal Carolina tonight. They are playing in uh, Conway, South Carolina, um, Myrtle Beach area. So uh, two years ago, Darren Granger was the quarterback at GSU. He still is the quarterback. Uh, they beat them two years ago. They lost last year at Center Park Stadium over here in Atlanta. And this is the rubber match. You don't usually get a rubber match in football because no one ever plays three times in a row. So that's nope. kind of crazy. That is um, crazy. But, yeah, uh, starting conference play, so I guess that would make sense. They do play on my rear. So we but will, yeah, so that will be cool. We will have those highlights tonight at 11 if you want to tune in and see how that one ends up. All right, let's wrap this thing up, Lee. What is on your mind today? Well, what's on my mind today is that we literally spent the first topic talking about Cleveland, which is miserable right now. <laughs> uh, then we were talking about Bears, which were also miserable right now. Uh, and then we go to Jeff Akuda's old team, the Lions, who actually look like they have a – Good chance to be a decent team if they can fight off some injuries. Correct. So kind of funny to see Detroit is actually on the up, uh, on the rise right there, of all yeah. those uh, other teams. Um, but, yeah, uh, I what's on my mind is uh, I like seeing Ellie up here getting uh, passionate. That was nice. That was good. We love that. that it, brought, it brought some energy to uh, <laughs> the Sports Tonight show. We appreciate that. I was thinking about that, and I was also thinking about Lee. I have a feeling – Georgia people who might be fans of the dogs or even Falcons are not going to like me too much for the mere fact that you've already thrown redder under the bus. Uh, kind worse of. Than I Fields. told myself <laughs> I was going to give it till week four. So week four, when we do a sports tonight, I will give you my final official take <laughs> on Ritter, but I am not sold whatsoever at the moment. But also, I said the dogs wouldn't three-peat on our SEC show this week. So I have a feeling I'm not making, I'm not doing myself any favors. Dude, 0 for 2 right there, man. We don't know if I'm 0 for 2 yet. We will have to remember this conversation. Well, and no, you're, back. you're 0 for like, well, you're 2 for 2 in making Atlanta fans mad. Yeah, this Atlanta is true. Atlanta area fans this mad. This is true. Yes. But what if I'm right? Will they? You could be right, but you're still going to make them mad. That sounds like a that sounds like a them problem. That sounds like a them problem and not a me problem. So I will rest Get easy Get on you at for night. not showing favoritism. All right. <laughs> that does it for another edition of Sports Night. Make sure to join us for our Friday edition coming up tomorrow.